like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate everybody making an effort to be here and appreciate our children singing this morning. And just look forward to having a good day in the Lord. And, uh, something that's kind of on my mind this morning, I just, uh, just kind of thinking about the service and stuff and think about uh, something that stuck with me. Uh, Waylon preached uh, Sunday night there. He, he said uh, his dad would come in his bedroom and ask him if he was ready for church, and he wasn't meaning uh, are you dressed and got everything ready to go? He's, are you ready spiritually for church? And uh, that stuck with me. And uh, I, I fail a lot to uh, be spiritually spiritually ready when I get here. Um, sometimes it's halfway through the service before I get tuned in. It seems like, but uh, just uh, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to get everything in the world off your mind. But I pray that we all can do that this morning and. Uh, be ready to have church this morning. Uh, my brother Mike Nichols dismisses Sunday school. Appreciate the Lord allowing us to be here again. And uh, I was thinking sometimes, sometimes we get Sunday school lessons that uh, just have five or six verses, and seem like it don't take just a few minutes to go through them. And uh, this one's got a bunch of verses. And, and there's probably three or four of them that we could talk about all day. And uh, that's just the way it works, I guess. But uh, we're in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. And uh, might have been Jordan said Wednesday night. I'm not sure, maybe. I could be wrong, but... Uh, he, he was talking about the book of Hebrews and he said that the whole book was good and, and he recommend he recommends you reading it. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in the book of Hebrews. And uh, 
as well as all the rest of the Bible. It's, it's, all, worth, it's all worth reading. And everybody here probably knows that. But anyway, the 10th chapter of Hebrews, the 23rd verse, and it said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he that he is faithful that promised. And uh, you've got people probably that will tell you, that you just got you to gotta hold on. You, you lose your salvation if you don't hold on. Uh, that ain't what that's talking about. Uh, uh, there's, there's several scriptures in the Bible that'll tell you you're saved forever. If you get saved, it's eternal. Uh, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And uh, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. And we couldn't, if you've been saved, really saved by the grace of God, you can't get out of the hand of God. Jesus said uh, his father hadn't lost any, save the son of perdition, and, and God knew that was going to happen. But anyway, and and. I'll throw this in for what it's worth. That's talking about Judas, and Judas never was saved. And, uh, but anyway, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Now, I come, I come to the altar that Sunday morning, and I tell my story all the time, but I got saved. And I got up off the altar, and I told the church. That was my profession of faith. When I told the church, I'd been saved. And, I, of course, I... I professed my faith to God by coming to him. But when I told the church I was saved, I told the world I was saved. And, when I, and, and being baptized is a profession of faith. And, uh, but all of those things work together. But now had I done those things, and, and, and I've been a failure all my life. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I've, I've been a failure. But had I, had I done all of those things and then been kind of in and out and wishy-washy and whatever, however you want to say it, uh, then I wouldn't be holding fast the profession of my faith. If I, if I say I'm saved and then don't act like it, I'm not... I'm not I'm not following up on what I said I was, what I said I was, or what I said I got. And uh, so, if if we if we profess to be saved, and we and we're saved, I, we need to act like it. And uh, I know all of us has failed and come short, but uh, God wants us to be the light of the world. So we got to hold fast. Stand on what you say you are. If 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 and I I get up I ever I probably every Sunday morning I get up here and and tell that whoever's listening that what happened to me that Sunday morning in 1956 the best thing ever happened to me in my life. Well, if if I get up here and say that. 
getting saved is the best thing ever happened to me, and then I don't live my life like, like it's the best thing. I've made myself a liar. I would if if that's the absolute truth and it is, then I I ought to follow up on that and keep that and live like it is. And uh and I all of it, every one of us sometime or other tell, has told the church probably how much we love the Lord and uh and I know we've told him that. And uh a lot of times we don't follow up on that like we ought to. But now, I, tell my, I try to tell my wife, and I think we ought to, I try to tell my wife every day that I love her. And that's, and that's not just habit, that's a fact. But I try to do that. Because we don't never, we was talking about it just the other day, we don't know when it's going to be the last time. And... Uh, one of these days, it's going to be our, my last day. But now, I, told, I tell the Lord I love him. I, t- I tell my wife that. But now, if, if, I just, if I told her I loved her and I just went home once a week or something, uh, she'd begin to doubt that probably. And, uh, and I wouldn't blame her a bit. If I tell the Lord I love him and I just come to church once a month or whenever the notion strikes me, there's going to be some people begin to doubt that. That's why it said, hold fast to profession of our faith because we're supposed to be a light to the world. And in order to be a light to the world, we got to live like we got to live like we belong to Jesus. We got to be recognized. This is a good point. We got to be recognized as Christians. They were called Christians first at Antioch because they took note that they'd been with Jesus. And if you if you live if we live like we're supposed to, somebody will take note that you've been with Jesus. And uh, so we need to hold fast the profession of our faith. And uh, that don't mean if I don't if I don't hold on or don't live right, I'm going to be lost. But it does mean if I don't if I don't do my part for Jesus, I'm going to suffer the consequences. I'm going to be I'm going to be chastised. The Bible said, "He that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him it's sin." So if I, I I've sinned sitting right here on the front bench. God give me a testimony and I kind of say, well, somebody else could do that better than me. And let it slide, try to argue with myself and with the devil whether I ought to do that or not, and pretty soon it's gone. And uh, so we, the Bible said, what thy hand find to do, do with thy might, for there's no power nor device. I can't quote that exactly right. In the grave, whether thou goest, one of these days, one of these days, we're going to lay down and die, and our work's over. So while we're here, we need to do the very best we can. The Bible said, "Blessed is a man." 
he that dieth in the Lord from henceforth, says the Spirit, they do rest from their labor and their works do follow them. So if we do the best we can while we're here, we'll have some works following after us while we're laying out in the grave. And I said this last week, you know, I talk about a lot of different people that's been in this church all, all up down through my life. And they're still outstanding people to me. And the, some of the things they've said and done uh, uh, are still a help to me. So their works are following them. And uh, so we need to try to leave some works behind so that our people can look at us and, and follow us. Anybody got a comment? And let us consider, now listen, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And we ought, we ought to be cheerleaders for each other. Uh, and I try to, if, if Terry preaches good, which he does all the time, but if he preaches good, I like to tell him. And if somebody sings, gets in the spirit, I like to tell them. And uh, I'd rather, I'd rather personally, I'd rather sit right there on that seat and not move and let everybody else do it and just enjoy the fruits of their labor. Uh, but it don't work that way. We need to do it. Whatever God gives us to do, and that all of us, all of us, don't do the same job. All of us don't have the same part. If all my part is is to come to church and sit here and pray for everybody else, then that's that's what I ought to do, and and that is part of my job. So we need to, and and but we need to encourage each other, and uh, on to love and good works. And I guarantee you, if if you're all the time telling somebody how proud you are of them and how good they're doing, uh, they're gonna like you. At least they ought to, and. Uh, and I, I don't believe in, I don't believe a fella ought to, if, if Terry made a complete flop, which I, I don't know if I've ever heard him do completely or not, but if he made a complete flop and I come told him he'd done real good, I'd be lying. Now, I've, I've heard some guys that didn't do as good as they do sometimes, but the, the content of their message was good. And uh, so I told them, I, I tell them they'd done good as far as, far as what they preached was, was good. So maybe they just didn't get as high as usual. But uh, anyway, we need to encourage one another. And uh, if we love one another like we ought to, and, and I believe... Most of the time, everybody in this church does. I'm, I don't know any different. 
If we love one another like we ought to, when we come to church, we can have church. Now, if we've got an ought against our brother, something not right between me and somebody else, uh, the Bible told me if, if, if I bring my gift to the altar, if I come up here to pray, and there remember that my brother has an ought against me. Didn't say if I had an ought against my brother. Said if there, if you remember that your brother has an ought against you, go be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. God's not going to accept my offering as long as there's a, something going on between me and somebody else. And uh, so I need to, I need, and it didn't say wait on him. If he's got an ought, wait on him to fix it. Set told me to go to go to him and be reconciled. So we we gotta be real careful. We love one another and anybody else got anything? Yeah. Yeah. And I I believe that's, that goes back to that verse about encouraging. We ought to encourage everybody in their work for the Lord and, uh, and pray for them. The Bible said pray with and for one another. And uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather the whole church do well and good. And, and like this morning, I'll just use this morning. I'd like to see us have a real hallelujah meeting. But if, if for some reason I can't have a hallelujah meeting, I want the church to have one. That's what I'm talking about. Love one another where we want our brothers to do better than we do. And we ought to want to do the greatest that God will allow us. But, uh, so... Encourage one another to good work, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I told, I tell this pretty regular, but when I first got saved, I hadn't been saved very long. And I was sitting in school at Lima Senior. And I was looking out the window, and, and I remember wondering, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? And that's been 60-some that's been years ago, and I'm still looking for him today. One of these days, and I might be, I might be under the ground out on Fairmont Road, but one of these days, I'm going to see him coming. The Bible said, every eye behold him even those that pierced him. So one of these days, that day is going to get here. And that's what, that's what we're ready for. If we've been saved, we're ready for that day. But the reason we come to church because we want our people to get ready. God left, God left a church here. He told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel and 
He that's, uh, believe this and baptized to be saved. And that's not talking about dipping them in the water. They got to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost down in their soul. But, uh, but not, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It's when the church comes together, and I'm talking at Lima Missionary Baptist Church right here. I'm a member of this church. And when it's church time, if I'm able, this is where, this is where my responsibility is. Unless, unless there's something drastic that's keeping me from it, then my responsibility is to be here when it's church time. And uh, sometimes, and there, there's times that I come just because it's my responsibility. And I don't like to do that. But I do it. I like, I, I mentioned just the other day about when I got saved, I couldn't hardly wait for Sunday night to get back to church. That's the way I like it. It ain't always like that, but uh, that's the way I like it. Because you can, you when you when you're anticipating a good meeting already, it ain't hard to have one. But if I'm coming to church dreading it and, and I don't want to go really, then I good chance I might not even get into the meeting when I get here if my if my heart don't change. Now I've come, I've come and repented a few times, and 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 God's blessed me. But anybody got anything? So not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Now listen to this verse, twenty-six verse. For if we sin willfully, after that we have come to the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. Now, I've heard people say that was to the lost when God reached them. If they turned it away, just flatly refused, then there is no more sacrifice. Jesus is it. There's no other way to get saved. But if you read on down here, uh, said he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot, now listen to this, hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite under the Spirit of grace. That's talking to us. If, if we just go off after the world and, and we actually we bring a reproach on, on the church and on Jesus. If, if uh, Elbert Smith told me one, one time, well, he told it in church too probably, but he said he he lived over here in, uh, on Atlantic Avenue or somewhere over in there, but 
He worked, he worked at uh, Randall Baring, and sometimes he'd go down to Dairy Dip and eat breakfast. Used to be there on South Main Street. And he said he went in there one morning and there's a bunch of people in there. And uh, I won't name the fella, but said so there's a guy come up to him and uh, hugging him and, and said he, he was drunk as he could be. Said he yelled out real loud, hey everybody, this year's the preacher that saved me. And uh, and if he was saved, which I hope he was, that that's bringing a reproach on God's church and on, on God, really. That's what this is talking about. We gotta live our life, hold fast the profession of our faith. If I've been saved and I want people to know it, then I gotta live like it. My words, if my life don't back up what my words say, then my words are just hollow. And uh, people, people laugh at you. And, and you're gonna get that some anyway. People make fun of you. They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. So uh, you're going you're gonna to have, the devil's going to fight you, as the old saying goes, tooth and nail. And I've always said, or I've said it a lot of times, if, if a devil ain't bothering you, you better check yourself. You might, uh, he might already have you where he wants you. Because when, when the Bible said, when I would do good, evil's present. And Satan, Satan's going to give you a hard time every way you go if you're trying to live right. And the Bible said he'd deceive the very elect if possible. He'll make... He'll get you off track it one way or another if he can, if you let him. That's, that's the operative word. I have to let him. And it's, it's a battle. And uh, I couldn't tell you how many times in my life now that Millions, probably, that I've had. I've had to get off somewhere and pray. Say, Lord, I need some help again, for one reason or another. And every Sunday morning, when I when I got to get up here to teach, well, even when I don't have to teach, if Blaine's going to teach or somebody else, I try to pray for them. But I. I have to I have to ask the Lord for help every Sunday. I can't it bothers me bad to get up here and make a flop. And and I do that sometimes. But uh I don't I I, I never did like to fail at anything I tried to do. But at God's work I I hate it, I hate messing up when I'm trying to do something for God worse than anything I've ever done. Because he never, he never messed up when he saved me. And he's, he's, 
all down through the years, even when I've been wrong, seemed like I, I repeat all these things a lot, but even when I've been wrong, he's been there telling me that I was his. And uh, anybody else got anything? Of how much sore punishment, and we're going to, if we, if, we, if, if we get away from God and do wrong, there's no more sacrifice for sin. Now, Christ, Christ paid our debt in full. My soul is sealed till the day of redemption. This carcass here ain't saved. Uh, the Bible said the wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life. Uh, the wages of sin is going to kill this fellow one of these days. Going to die. But one good thing about that, in the resurrection, it's going to come out of the grave a whole different creature. I don't, I, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And I done said that. We're going, we'll see him coming out of the grave, I believe. So, if you, if you've been saved by the grace of God and you and you get away from God and and do wrong, it's, it'll cost you. For we know Him that has said, "Vengeance belongeth unto Me; I will recompense," saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge His people. And I've I've had God judge me and point His finger right at me. Say, you're wrong. And then I've had him, I couldn't tell you the times, and that, I've been wrong a lot of times, but I couldn't tell you the times, too, that he's come along and, and filled my cup up and run it over and said, you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, I may not have thought of it like that, but that's what he's saying. You got you got to have you you got to have your cup setting up right and your heart in the right place before God will stir that spirit that's in there to bless you. And I I don't really understand this. I've told it before, but I was I was in bed asleep one night and I dreamed that I was singing Amazing Grace. And God filled my cup up and run it over and it woke me up. And uh, that's that one time, the only time anything like that's ever happened. I don't understand why, but I appreciate it. Any blessing you can get from God's worth it. But he, he'll take care of us if we, if we get out of line. Jake can tell you, we, uh, when they when they was kids, him and Terry and Trent, if they got out of line, they got a whooping. And they didn't get as many as they needed, probably. But, uh, but God, and 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 God's long suffering. He loves us even better than we love our own kids.
And he'll, he'll give us chance after chance after chance sometimes to get our lives straightened up. But it, he'll run out of patience sooner or later. He said, vengeance belongeth unto me. And he, it ain't because God don't like us or he's trying to make us do something. What, what God wants is these lost people that come to Lima Missionary Baptist Church every Sunday. We've usually got a whole bunch of them, far as, as far as we know, that are lost. And what God wants, he said it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if, if we as a church are giving them an excuse to look at us and say, well, they ain't got no more than I got, they don't live no better than I do, if that's, if that's the case, we're not living where we ought to be. That's why, that's why God wants us to live right. So that people can't hold us up as an excuse to turn God away. Anybody got anything? It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Do you remember, and, and we could use this in a lot of different places, but do you remember the day God told you you was lost? That's, that's one of the brightest memories I got, really. That Sunday morning, that's, that's been a long time ago. God told me I was lost. It scared me to death. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And uh, and I said I told this just a week or two ago. Scared me to death. But when I got saved, when I come to the altar and got saved, that God's perfect love come in here and cast out all fear. I've never I've never had that same fear again. Now in the flesh, I've been afraid a few times, different reasons. But that fear has never been down in here. I've got confidence. I know that if this, like Paul said, if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, I have another building, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. And we got nothing to be afraid of. If we die, when we die, the Spirit's going back to God who gave it. And in the resurrection, they'll be united. And we'll all go into heaven together. But it's, and then if, if, you, if you get away from God, and I've I done this once, and uh, for a little while, I wasn't, I wasn't out long. I couldn't stand it. But I was scared. I knew, I absolutely knew that God, God was going to get me one way or another. Now, he never did break my neck or put me in the hospital or none of that stuff. But he put, he put that fear in my mind. Like I said, I was saved. That fear didn't get down here. But in my mind, I knew that he was, he was going to get me. 
that he was going to get the, the belt out on me. And uh, so I didn't stay out very long. I got, and, uh, but God will take care of us. If he, can't, if he can't put enough fear in here to get us to move, then, he, then he'll crack the whip, if you want to say it that way. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. After we, uh, when, God, when God told us we had lost, it was, it was a great affliction. It was a great tribulation, if you want to say it that way. Uh, if you remember the, the innumerable multitude that John saw in Revelation, and the angel said, these are they that come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And uh, uh, that's, when they, that's when they got saved. They, it wasn't talking about somebody beating them or feeding them to the lions and all that kind of stuff, we're all going to die. One way or another, we're all going to die. And if, if somebody shoots you or you fall over dead from a heart attack, it's the same end. You're dead. But if you, if you die lost... then the end of that person's way worse. But if you've been saved, if you've been saved and you, you leave here, it's heaven. And sometimes, I, I mentioned earlier, we have problems. People, people talk about you and call you names and everything else. And... Uh, I had, a, I had a guy tell me one time that I was a religious fanatic and uh, about made me mad when he said that. And after I thought about it a minute, I kind of I got happy about it. Uh, I'm glad he recognized it. <laughs> but, and uh, we, sometimes we, we, baseball fans or football fans or whatever, nothing wrong with that, but we ought to be a bigger fan of God and His church than we are of anything else in this world. And, uh, and it's my job. I, people can go on vacations once in a while and stuff, and I understand that. That's, I think, what I'm talking about. But if if, if, I'm, if I'm going all the time to, to a ball game somewhere instead of going to church, it ain't, it ain't right. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured great fight of faith, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and, aff and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used, and uh, the church, the church has been under attack ever since there's been a church. Which that's that was in the Garden of Eden, 
There's been a, God's had a church since the beginning. And it may not have been called a church back then, but it's the same thing he's got right now. The first person got saved, and I believe Adam got saved. That's just my thought. But the first person that got saved started God's church rolling in the world. And uh, and it's been going ever since. And people got saved by the grace of God. Only way. There's only one way in. There was one way in for Adam, and there's one way in for me, and that was by the grace of God through faith. But we've been a gazing stock. People talk about us. And uh, I hope, uh, and Siegel said, Terry mentions this quite often, Siegel said one time, if, if, I'd ever, if I ever get arrested for being a Christian, I hope they got enough evidence to convict me. And uh, that's a big statement. But I hope, I hope my life can prove that I'm what I say I am. For ye had compassion on me in my bonds and took, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. So, so when things are going bad down here, remember, remember what you got coming up on the other side. And I like to remember and, and there's, there's a lot of things that, that are said and done, songs that's sung, that reminds me of the day I got saved. And I like to remember that day. Greatest day of my life. But one of these days, the culmination of that is going to be when, when we go to heaven. And down here, we, we don't know what we're going to face. The Bible said that the devil, your adversary, the devil, goeth about seeking whom he may devour. He's like a roaring lion. He's after you. He's going to cause you problems. The world's going to cause you problems because Satan's going to direct them that way. But when we leave here, those problems are over. Uh, I, I've, I've said for years, the greatest thing I can think of about heaven is the devil ain't going to be there. So all, all the trouble that he causes is going to be gone. There will be no more sickness, no death. This, this little mind here can't understand all that stuff. But this book, right, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. But well, it heaven, heaven's going to be great altogether. Everything about it, and and eyeth not seen, eareth not heard, neither centered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. 
and uh, it's beyond imagination. It's just like you can't hardly imagine when you have a when you're having a good meeting or something, and uh, before you get into it, you can't. It's hard to imagine how good that'll feel. Just that joy, unspeakable and full of glory. That we can talk about it. I can tell you, but I can't. I can't get it into your life so you understand what I've got. But it's great. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense and reward. And uh, I'm going to have to quit. Uh, if we've got, if we're saved by the grace of God, we ought to have confidence in that. Know for a certainty, for a fact, that you belong to God and you're going to heaven. You're His and He's yours. And that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that's all. I ain't got time for nothing else.